Welcome, everybody, to the Straight Shooter Wrestling Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Santi, here with the other half of Straight Shoot. Steve, how you doing? Dude, I am fantastic. How has your week been? I can't complain. Uh, been a little bit slow when it comes to wrestling news and things worthy of talking about, but we've got a good solution for that today. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but anything interesting with you in the world of professional wrestling? Anything you want to share? Nothing, nothing in the world of professional wrestling. I just want to say congratulations to both of us for staying healthy this week. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we don't have a, an entire cocktail of diseases that is keeping us down. We're actually healthy. It's been a while. I didn't know what it was like to be able to smell or taste. It's nice. I miss yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. And uh, I think the other thing, um, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but uh, – 300,000 plus on Let's TikTok. Let's go. Woo. Straight shoot. We're doing ten, this right. 10 million likes Let's on TikTok. It. Over 100 million views on TikTok. 3.2 or 3.3 thousand followers on YouTube. And over 4,000 hours of watch time on YouTube. Let's just give a shout out quickly before we get into today's podcast of a massive thank you to every single person that clicks, watches, scrolls past for half a second on the Straight Shoot podcast. If it wasn't for you guys, Santi and I would just be doing this for absolutely nothing, but we actually feel like now we are entertaining people. So thank you, Santi. Yeah, um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Otherwise, we'd just be two weird dudes in a room with unnecessarily expensive setups talking to nobody except ourselves about professional wrestling. So it's nice to be able to cast our voice to several thousands of people. Uh, although, of course, our YouTube uh, podcast uh I guess network is still growing, but I, I see big things for, for this podcast and this community here um, in, in the coming months. I'm very excited to see where this goes uh, and very excited to have um, found a corner of the internet that will indulge um, our wrestling borderline rain man obsession. So thank you <laughs> very much for, for, for being a part of this journey, but uh, yeah, that's it for, for house cleaning, Steve. So not a lot is happening in the world of professional wrestling. I mean, we can do a quick rapid fire of things uh, that have been happening, but today's episode has a topic of the show where we are going to spend the entirety of the episode ranking who we think are the top 10 potential people to dethrone the tribal chief Roman reigns. Now, before we get to that let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the world of professional wrestling we're not going to go into deep depth and in reviewing an episode of monday night raw we can talk about some of the highlights the biggest highlight i would say from professional wrestling this week being that austin theory is your new united states champion um once again finn balor getting buried uh you know getting himself over on nxt getting buried in the main roster, going back down to NXT, getting over on NXT, coming back to the main roster, and getting buried in the main roster. It's rinse and repeat with Finn Balor, it seems, these days. It's a shame because uh, this, I do believe, I genuinely believe that this is a right move for Austin Theory. It is just a shame that it's coming at the expense of Finn Balor. Uh, honestly, Santi, like, this hurts me. As a, as a, a massive fan of Finn Balor, uh, you, know, you know my love of the Irish, and... It is so painful to see Finn Balor getting done dirty pretty much since he won the Universal title. And it, it, it hurts. It hurts. Austin Theory is the great future talent of the business. He has proven that so far. But Finn does not deserve this. Is Here's my question to you. Is Finn turning into the next Cesaro? Well... Almost like no, like I actually think that they treated Cesaro like fairly consistently throughout, right? Like it wasn't like Cesaro was getting start and stop pushes. It happened a couple of times, um, mm -hmm. but for the most part, like Cesaro was ingrained in a certain part of the card, right? And when he lost, 
I don't think people were particularly upset because he got just as many wins as he got losses. Like whether it was on the yeah. tag in the tag team division, when he ran it a, a few years ago with the bar and Sheamus um, to, you know, the occasional singles run. I actually think they treated Cesaro far better, even though they've never put a world title on him with Finn Balor. It is genuine. It's dirty. Bizarro world, what they're doing with him, right? Yeah. Um, like I said, I think that they've been consistent with the way that they booked Cesaro, but incredibly inconsistent with the way that they've booked Finn Balor throughout the years. And I don't know. I don't know if you can recover from this one, Steve. I really genuinely don't. I don't know what they could possibly do to fix the character of Finn Balor. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Congratulations, Austin Theory, but this does suck for for Finn Balor. Yeah, I think I think this may be the proverbial uh, second to final nail in the coffin for Finn Balor. And uh, I'm actually going to go back on um, one of the uh, blank is the next person to go to AEW. Um, I'm going to I'm going to switch it. I'm I'm saying Finn Balor is going to be at AEW by the end of the year. And I will say by Next summer, he'll be the next AEW world champion. That, uh, I'm calling that right now. And you know us. You and I book at this part arguably better than both companies. I'm calling it right now. This, right. this, I, don't, I don't see Finn Balor coming back from this. Fair enough. Um, the next little bit of news that I think is worth talking about is the major announcement. Uh, I mean, every announcement that Tony Khan makes is labeled as a major announcement. Um, this, I would say, does qualify as a major announcement. So oh, yeah. um, we are getting a pay-per-view out of Chicago, the best place to host this, by the way, Um Called Forbidden Door, a co-branded pay-per-view between All Elite Wrestling in North America and New Japan Pro Wrestling out of, of course, uh, Japan. And this is huge. We don't know what names are being brought over from New Japan, but you can assume that it's going to be the likes of Kusichika Okada that we're going to get Will Ospreay. That's where my knowledge of New Japan start starts and stops. <laughs> but Andy, uh, I, you you just you just dropped Will Ospreay and you just dropped Okada. I'm just gonna say something right now. You just saying those two names, I have goosebumps. You have the potential of Adam Cole versus Will Ospreay. You have the potential of Adam Cole versus Okada. You have CM Punk potentially with Okada. You have potential of Daniel Bryanson or Brian oh, Danielson oh. and Will Ospreay. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of dream matches that could happen here. Now, you didn't watch the um, uh, I don't believe you watched the announcement itself. I, I did pull it up myself and it was a very strange segment because Tony Khan comes out in his frantic Hi, I'm Tony Khan, and I have a major announcement. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I won't say what I believe what drug he's on, but, you know, anyways. Um, but then he introduces the president of New Japan. And then all of a sudden, Adam Cole is on the Titantron or the, the main screen. And Adam Cole announces it. So is this foreshadowing for potential adam cole in the main event for this because I, you... I think so I, I i think so um especially if kenny omega is still injured which would be a shame although i don't know if they'd want to redo and try and recreate okada versus to. versus uh kenny omega i think that's been done enough times as wonderful as it would probably be another time uh yeah. but there's so many more dream matches that could happen that haven't already taken place and with this pay-per-view being branded as forbidden door i think that we need to see things that we never thought possible seeing omega versus okada obviously possible because it's happened before but okada daniel bryan take my fucking money yeah take it for God's sake, please take it. So I'm expecting to see matches uh, and crossovers that uh, we've never seen before. And let's not forget that AEW still has Ring of Honor in its back pocket. You, you just took 
my next statement right away from me. I'm looking at another rematch of FTR Briscoes with uh, Bobby Fish and who's the other one? I always forget his his name. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. So we can see a triple threat for either the Ring of Honor World Titles. You can see it for the uh, AEW Tag Titles. Um, I I'm excited for that because I personally want the Briscoes on aew television because they have just built this so well and god how good was that match between fdr at ring of honor oh phenomenal my god. absolutely phenomenal it, it, insane like i almost wish we could get a cross branded between all three and have ftr the usos the briscoes and kyle o'reilly and uh bobby fish oh my god what a like just i i would sit in an empty arena and watch that match yeah like, it's funny because i think a lot of people see us as AEW haters and yet here we are just absolutely gushing about the possibilities that could come but steve let's jump into yeah. topic of the show and we're going back to the world of world wrestling entertainment and we're going to be talking roman reigns the tribal chief the big dog can he be dethroned is one is question number one. And question number two is who is going to dethrone Roman Reigns? Everything is pointing to Roman Reigns holding the title all the way through to next year's WrestleMania and maybe even potentially beyond. We are talking the Hulk Hogan types of length of Reigns, Bob Backlund, dare I say Bruno San Martino. So today we are going to be discussing the 10 people that Steve and I have ranked as the 10 most likely candidates to dethrone the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns. Now, Steve, before we jump into the top 10, any words that you want to say to preface or give some context as to what we're doing here? Listen, Santi, you said uh, six to eight weeks ago, on this new podcast that we created that you don't actually see the anyone having the ability to dethrone Roman Reigns at this point and you're going for a thousand day run as of Friday which is it is April 20th 2022 right now so April 22nd 2022 it is Roman Reigns 600th day as world champion in WWE you're i thought it was a joke when you said it at first and i'm at the point where we've made this list before we've come on to air and this is one of those lists where i'm like yeah we can make the list but unless they build the story right this it roman's not getting dethroned yeah i think it's possible that none of the people that we that we have here are yet ready to dethrone roman reigns i i believe that that is the case i think roman reigns is in god mode baby can i ask you something before yeah. we get into What's this up? Ha have we seen this in our generation no absolutely no. not um our generation has been where the the concept of glorifying the number of title reigns rather than glorifying the reign itself Run. Right? Run, yeah. We we look at Edge. Has he held a title for more than a hundred days ever? I don't think so. But yet he's a, so. like a ten-time world champion, and that's what gets glorified, right? Yeah. What gets glorified is that Edge is a ten-time world champion. Let's we forget that that also means he's lost the world title ten times. We don't talk about that though. The closest that we have had to this was CM Punk's run as WWE champion, where he held it for over a year. That's the closest that we've gotten. The And and, and let me let me preface, because I know that there's been longer reigns. I know that uh, Brock Lesnar held the universal title for longer, but R Brock Lesnar wasn't on television every week. That's a that's an asterisk, right? Yeah. We I don't consider Brock Lesnar's reigns to be truly long and sustained like we had with punk who was defending at every pay-per-view and like we've had here with roman reigns yeah we also had jbl um which is actually a, a notorious mock of a would it have been hunter you know yes. like we'll go back to that ecw one night stand shoot from paul Heyman. honestly was he not telling the truth though 
if it was not for Hunter deciding to build his own schedule, was it going to be Hunter running for that extended period of time as world champion? So we, we've had Hunter as an extended world champion. We've had JBL. And, and granted, as much as I hated JBL, great heel work on his part. He still had a phenomenal title run, but it's nothing. Nothing like what we've seen here. Uh, yeah. Like, we've not seen like, we've not seen a title run like this since the 60s, 70s. I uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I Bruno, said, what, sorry, what was Bruno San Martino? Was yeah. he? Well, if, the, I, I would say the the most uh, recent long run in memory is Bob Backlund. Uh, I, like that's that's after Bruno San Martino, but Bruno San Martino's run is over three thousand days, right? Yeah, that I don't even think Roman can touch because that that's. <laughs> that is like six years. Uh, hold let, on, hold on. I'm gonna stop you there. Kenny? Well, Re really? Is Hold that. On. Who do we have on this list? Like, I don't want to shoot at our list right away. Steve, we live in a world where they took the title off the Fiend out of nowhere. So it, this could happen to Roman Reigns at any moment. I just don't think that we should be uh, thinking that this is going to be a 3,000 day long reign when we know that WWE has the affinity for taking titles off of people at random inopportune times. In fact, that brings us to our number 10 that we've both selected. And that brings us to Bill Goldberg as the 10th most likely to dethrone Roman Reigns. And both you and I are kind of shaking our heads. And I believe that we both put him on here because WWE is dumb enough to just say... Put the title on Goldberg. Why not? The kids love Goldberg. They did it to the Fiend. I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that they could do this to Roman Reigns. I agree. I agree with you. Like we've put this guy at number ten because he just shows up out of nowhere, and it's one of those ones where, like, at least you and I have done our research that we know he's not under contract anymore. So, like, hopefully, pray to God. That, or whoever you believe in that they don't re-sign him for yeah. another six match run where somehow in a Saudi event they dethrone Roman for five days it, and it, yeah but in in WWE creatives mind that makes sense right yeah like I'm I'm sitting with Lily over my shoulder and for me the Fiend should never have been released or have lost the title. Oh, well, and that's the thing. It's not just The Fiend, okay? Let's look at other names that have been brought uh, and put in front of the plate to be fed to Goldberg, all right? It started right off the bat with a white-hot Brock Lesnar, okay? Yep. Beginning instantly. It wasn't for a title, but it was the main event of that Survivor Series. It was pretty much the title match, even though it wasn't yep. a title. Burying Brock Lesnar. Okay, let that sink in. The man who had just dethroned The Undertaker was fed Buried. to Goldberg. So don't tell me that it's impossible that they could think of doing the same thing with, uh, with Roman Reigns. Another name, you already tossed it out. The Fiend, white hot. Everyone loved the Fiend character. The confusion or cross all of wrestling fans when they decided to feed the feed the, uh, the wow that's really hard to say feed the fiend to goldberg <laughs> was was mind-boggling and it doesn't stop there steve look at kevin owens's reign when he was universal champion and they, they decided to to feed him to goldberg that is we don't want this to happen to clarify all right to yep, the people that exactly. are listening we absolutely do not want this to happen but it would be irresponsible of us as wrestling fans to not acknowledge that this is a possibility at some point. Do me a favor, Santi. Don't ever say acknowledge and fucking Goldberg in the same <laughs> sentence ever again. Acknowledge your tribal chief. You and know, that's I, I'm concerned that we've willed this into existence, <laughs> that this is going to happen now. I, it's like saying Candyman in front of a mirror five times. All right. We've said the well, name yeah, Goldberg in championship enough times on a podcast. Oldberg will rise from his decrepit geriatric center chair and beat the tribal chief Roman Reigns. We can't have that happen. I will delete 
straight shoot the wrestling podcast from existence if that happens. I'm not co-signing that because I still think it's a possibility. Number nine, Steve, let's move on. Um, Number nine, we have somebody who I wouldn't be upset, but I would say that he's on the colder side of likelihood to dethrone Roman Reigns, but he is a favorite backstage. He's a legend in his own right. And if they decide to put the title on him, not mad. No one's going to be mad about this. We have the man doing some of the best work in his career in Randy Orton. Yeah. What do you think? Honestly, Santi, this is one of the ones that if I could have changed a number in our list, it would be Randall Keith Orton. Um, the work he's putting out right now with RK Bro, I still say there's a heel turn in the next six to eight weeks um with the with the rk bro tag team probably after they lose to the usos and they unify the titles um but randy is one of those ones that has matured with age like a fine wine or a fine irish whiskey or scotch randy has come into his own as a leader in the locker room um you hear people speak to him from being an absolute piece of shit in his younger days. In his own to, words. In his own words as well. Yeah, exactly. Now to literally people need to stop him nightly to get advice. So as much as we have this list built, I would love to put Randy at number one. I would love to see a legend build a good now you know me all about a good story right i would love to see randy be able to build a good story maybe coming out of SummerSlam, going to mania but is it gonna happen with who we have on this list probably not am i angry if randy takes the title absolutely, absolutely not. not absolutely not so i'm okay with this one if i if i'm gonna give a check mark to this it will be the second biggest checkmark on this list that we have. Randy for the world title to get his, what it would be, be six, seven, 15th, 16? 15 or 16? Something, something around legendary, that. of course. Hell fucking yeah. yeah. So I am all about it. Please go ahead. Yeah, I, what I was going to say is that like, if we're looking at storylines now and where things are, no. It doesn't make sense. And I think Randy would probably tell you that it doesn't make sense. Uh, what we're saying is that we're talking about a guy with a pedigree, uh, no pun intended, um, with a pedigree that at any moment could be put into the title picture and he is a legitimate threat. Yeah. Okay. If we were to put, and they did it last year, Cesaro into the title picture against Roman Reigns, no one's buying it. No. If not they were to put... The Fiend, uh, not the Fiend, excuse me, Finn Balor, like they did against Roman Reigns. No one's buying it. Mm -hmm. People bought John Cena because John Cena comes with that pedigree. And who has that similar pedigree? Randy Orton. And that is why we have him at number nine. And let's move on to some uh, somebody that is in his neck of the woods over on SmackDown. We have the Celt. I was going to call him the Celtic warrior. That is Seamus. Oops. Oh. Don't want to do that. We've got the Scottish psychopath drew McIntyre as our number seven, uh, number what number is number this? eight, number, number eight. eight pick um, to dethrone Roman Reigns. I would say that he is on the lukewarm side of things. He's got some things going for him. One uh, physically imposing threat, right? That is a, uh, a person that if you saw them against Roman Reigns, you could legitimately think, yeah, that guy could beat up Roman Reigns, right? He's yeah. huge. He's scary. He's a legitimate physical threat. He's Scottish. Two. Yes. Two. We have them on the same brand. So and yeah. I, even if it ends up being like not a major pay-per-view, guaranteed. Within the next 12 months, we are going to have a pay-per-view feud between these two. It's going yes. to happen. I, it, it cannot be avoided. It's going to happen. Okay. So we have uh, a likelihood of uh, potentially uh, meeting each other in a pay-per-view. We have a legitimate threat in Drew McIntyre. And we have someone who has not had yet their limelight and deserved thank you and kudos in front of the fans 
um, in Drew McIntyre who led the charge for the pandemic era of professional wrestling. And that's where I'm going to take it from you. Like, I think um, as much as the pandemic era was so hard to get through watching Monday Night Raw with no fans in the stupid. The Thunderdome. Whatever. Anyways, that was so hard to watch. But Drew, as a professional coming out of what he had gone through as a professional wrestler, fired back to ICW, doing his thing, coming back, and main eventing, well, arguably, for in this the last five, seven years, one of the best Royal Rumble moments. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I th- were we together for that one? No, we, we, no, we were okay. not. But, but I pop- know I popped when R- Lesnar went over. Th- credit Ricochet, but... I popped. Drew had a run. And Drew deserved that run. And Drew, to this day, still deserves his stadium-filled WrestleMania main event. And I will die on my sword. I, Jesus Christ. What no these puns, man? No pun intended. I will, I will fall on my sword saying that Drew McIntyre deserves a WrestleMania moment in front of 90,000 people. It's not going to be, it wasn't this year. I don't think it's next year, but he deserves it and it will come. And that's why we say with this number eight position, lukewarm, you never know what's going to happen. Other people in our list could fall out injuries, uh, booking that kind of stuff. Hey, you know what, Santi? The stars may align, and it could be Drew Roman at Mania next year. L.A., massive. 100,000 people. That you would know? be absolutely So huge. I'm just going to say this. Drew deserves another title run at the top. It's not going to be anytime soon, but just a... We got to stop saying acknowledge. We got to <laughs> stop saying, you know, respect what he did during the pandemic. That's all I want to say for this one. Number seven. Am, uh, am Numbers. I, all right. No, I'm taking this. Right, one. Take, I'm it, take, it, this take one. it. Take it. Take it. One of our mutual favorites, the rated R superstar Edge. Now, I'm hot on this new faction. I am. I'm white hot on this new faction. I think there's a little bit more to come with the Damian Priest and a couple of people probably going to get added to this. But we've, we have one of the greatest world champions of all time. Edge is comeback. He's done what, he, done what he's done. He's had great feuds, AJ, Randy. But I said at the start, Edge is one of those people that does not need a title for the rest of this run. But with the way they are booking now, and they're booking this faction it's not been called anything yet, but Brood 2.0 is what the IWC has been calling it. We've got something here. This is hot. Anti, go ahead. Yeah, what I was going to say is I love what they're doing with Edge. Um, They, not that he needed something to make him a a, a legitimate threat or contender because he always is. This is Edge for God's sake. But this turn into this sharper version of, of himself this I don't want to say more rated R than the rated R superstar not in the sexual nature that you know he had uh with Lita but like in terms of the grit right he right now this this faction is giving me Quentin Tarantino vibes okay it's giving me um I don't know like these vibes of horror movies along with psychological thrillers and, and and action okay like my eyes are glued i'm getting the quentin tarantino vibe from this faction who knows who else is eventually going to join rumors of rhea ripley rumors of tommaso champa we will see in a few months there's no need to rush this the one, one sorry go ahead. go ahead sorry the one thing i was going to say and and this is uh more directed for you is this edge persona 
I have visions of Jericho, Shawn Michaels, mm. that mental state of Jericho. I am the best in the world at what I do. And I know that's one of your probably top two, top three favorite versions of Jericho. This version of Edge, I'm seeing very much the catalyst or the callous in what Jericho brought to the table with that persona. But they're going darker. Yeah. And I love it. I I love it, Santi. And I think it's finally paying homage to everyone that has been an influence to Edge Mm -hmm. in his career. There's even a little of Beth Phoenix in there with the, like, just the raw, stoic emotion of what she used to do coming out walking to the ring in that dead face, you know? So there's everything. There's the brood. There's Christian. There's Beth. There's Jericho. There's the rated R superstar. There's even some homage to AJ with just the his movements in the ring right now. It's, I, it's amazing. So let's bring it back to the conversation about them beating Roman Reigns. Right now, if we were to look... Uh, on paper, uh, it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make no. sense. One, Edge's faction potentially isn't full yet, right? So this wouldn't be a Brood 2.0 versus Bloodline because Brood 2.0, uh, to use a Dragon Ball Z reference to to the listeners that, uh, that, that, that are listening, they're not even in their final form, okay? They're not even in their final form. Okay, trust me, it's a, it's a good Dragon Ball Z reference. I'm not even in my okay. final form, you fool. Okay. Um, so right now it doesn't make sense because we we're talking about the bloodline who is yeah. at full force in brood 2.0 that's still building, right? Yeah. What else do we need to make this happen? We need we need the bloodline to turn face for this because this Edge Quentin Tarantino's dark faction cannot heel. go face. It has to heel. be the heel, right? The the bloodline can be that antagonist type face. Right where I'm, I'm giving getting vibes of, for example, when the shield was face. Right, they were still the hounds of justice. Right, they still answered to no one. What's that? They were still healed. Yes. So we we need a character shift to make it happen and make it work. But because of the echelon that Edge is at right now with the work that he's doing, he has to be considered a legitimate threat. If not within the next six months, perhaps within the next eighteen. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, was I, move agree. On. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. So let's move on to our number six right now. The man who never lost his WWE championship. The man who is right now being pitted as the top babyface on Monday Night Raw. And the man that Roman Reigns has not really had a clash with outside of tag team bouts. We are talking about. Bobby Lashley being the number six threat to Roman Reigns throne, similar to similar thoughts to the likes of, um, of Drew McIntyre in terms of somebody who is actually like a, a physically imposing and believable threat. But now we have somebody who is being placed as a top of the card superstar. Right. And anytime you're in that position as the top of the card superstar, the babyface who needs to chase, if you're at the top of the card, chances are you're inevitably gonna land that title. Santi, I don't see it. I'm I'm struggling to see it. The the booking for Bobby since Chamber. This Omos feud with MVP. This is un- unfortunately, this is a year run feud. Because I've I have a feeling that MVP is gonna find somebody else to bring into this little um hurt business again 2.0 uh faction that because MVP is great as a manager. He's not coming back into the ring. He's he's doing good things. Omos is they're billing Omos to be this imposing specimen. It's really hard for me to see Bobby not being a mid-carter. And that's a huge shout, and I'm going to get hit in the comments for that. But Bobby had his run. Unfortunately, it ended in the way it did. But I'm getting strong Finn Balor after SummerSlam Universal title run 
denouncing the title and never getting his spot hey, back. I'm jumping in. There's a big difference. Bobby Lashley has 150 pounds on on uh, on Prince Devitt. Um, I keep forgetting his name. Finn Balor. And you know that Vincent Kennedy McMahon loves his big slabs of meat. He loves his big slabs of meat, but I don't see. Here's the thing, Santi. I'm I'm going to I don't want to drift too far off topic, but I personally have a feeling that this is one of the most important years that we're seeing right now in professional wrestling booking wise. They've come out of they've done all these releases and I'm not going to go too far off topic, but they've done all these releases. They've come out of a pandemic. They've basically solidified their roster, right? They are going into quite arguably the biggest WrestleMania of all time in 11 months. This stadium holds over 100,000 people with floor seats. They've basically booked themselves into in a into a hole that they're either going to explode out of or they're going to bury themselves. Bobby is not that guy right now. Personally, he wasn't really that guy when he was holding the title if it wasn't for MVP. Let me let me throw a scenario up to you. Is he now a threat if you put the money in the bank briefcase on him? Which I think is a very high likelihood the way that they are building Bobby Lashley to be the guy, the babyface on Monday Night Raw. You put a briefcase on him, he is instantly the, we would have to put him at number one instantly if they put a briefcase on Bobby Lashley between the combination of the money in the bank uh, briefcase and his imposing demeanor and the fact that uh, they are positioning him as the top baby face of raw. He instantly goes to number one on that list. For the people that are actually listening on uh, the actual podcast and not watching on YouTube right now, um, I'm shaking my head right now. And the reason I shake my head is they put a briefcase on Lashley it is going to be a Survivor Series cash-in or it is going to be a day one cash-in that is a fail- failure um, stopped by the Usos. No one is cashing in on Roman. Okay. It, yes, they, they, yes, they are because I'm about to book the scenario in which it happens. I'm about, I'm about to book you The Rock coming in beating the crap out of Roman at the end of a pay-per-view because we know that there's a, every time that Roman Reigns holds that title high, there's a 10% chance some legend is coming out to interrupt. Say The Rock comes out, beats the living crap out of him. Bobby Lashley comes in, cashes in, takes the title off of uh, off of Roman Reigns. And now we have The Rock versus Roman Reigns what, which does not need a title. Does not need a title. I agree with you that doesn't need a title. Um, but then you're looking at a WrestleMania night two main event with no title. Doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Does it deserve it? Night one wasn't for a title. Night one wasn't even with a regular. Santi, this is a different, this is a different WrestleMania. This is a, this compared to Dallas, this is a different WrestleMania. Like you have, like you have to really envision how big this mania is. If you are putting the rock on the card, a fictional bloodline, not, well, not fictional, but a story built bloodline. And where all they're really going to have to book is Roman putting the lay that he wears on the rock. If he wins, that's what you're going to, bill as yes one of the main events a few years ago was based on the undertaker leaving his boots and his hat in the ring that was the main event of one of the manias mania 28 mania 28 the rock versus john cena it can be done there are main events that do not need a title because they're bigger than life and that's where roman and the rock stands to the point where i actually think that feud we're jumping ahead of ourselves that feud is better without the title but let's move on. Let's move. I agree. We got to move on. We got to move on. We got to move on from Bobby Lashley. Otherwise we'll be here all day. 
clearly we needed to discuss that more because I don't think you would have put him on your list at all. I don't know why we have him on number six, but number five, we have the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar, um, who I don't know if he's under contract. I don't know if he's ever coming back to WWE, but if he comes back, you best believe he's being put into the title picture and always has to be a threat to, 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 to take home the title. Now I'm going with your scenario. Put the money in the bank on Brock. And I go the whole way with that. It's Yeah, that's again, a two-time winner. I don't like that. We don't need another two-time winner. Why not, though? Because we, we don't need that. I don't like it. I'm, I'm vetoing it. That This is trash. I'm ripping up your script. Chris. I'm 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 this. This is a shoot. This isn't a script. I, I'm I'm ripping up your script. I don't like it. <laughs> no, but th- th- that's my that's my opinion on that. LeBrock comes back. He squashes a couple of the bigger guys, and he gets put into. I I think they do a tournament for the Money in the Bank personally, and he he ends up going through, and it could be that way. But you also look at Survivor Series, and as much as you hate Survivor Series, Survivor Series is one of those ones that's notoriously for changing the world title. So I can see a bill out of September, whatever this event in the UK is, because they're going to need as much as they can for star power in the UK. 30 years of a massive pay-per-view. They haven't had one. So I, I see a good three-month bill, potentially if Brock needs time off. And this could be one of those ones into that. I, I see Brock getting a title again. But it's 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 a very strange way of writing it because the way they've been writing Roman's competitors, it's like, dude, you're not even on my level. And I beat you. I beat you on the grandest stage of them all. You don't deserve a rematch. And like you go back 10 years ago, the guys that lost at Mania or any pay-per-view, it was arguable in the contract that they get a automatic rematch yeah backlash or something yeah and it's 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 no longer there so i i can see kingston (laughs) jesus still waiting on that rematch (laughs) but yeah so my my point being is i see your scenario for brock i just that's just my opinion on it yeah it's a terrible opinion um (laughs) it's just a terrible opinion steve i don't like it i don't like it at all because Brock Lesnar being given the money in the bank. I believe that it ruins the nature of what the money in the bank is, which is the um, bringing to life the unpredictable. Brock Lesnar winning the world title is not an unpredictable scenario in any way, shape, or form. Austin Theory winning the the world title from we'll the money in the bank. That, that, we'll that is a an unlikely scenario. So I, I just don't like it because it, it puts the it, it it removes the the underdog unlikely scenario winner out of the equation because Brock Lesnar will never be that guy. But uh yeah, always have to consider Brock Lesnar as a as a genuine threat. But let's move on to a tie that we have at number three slash four, whatever you want to call it. We couldn't decide where to put these guys, but they are so hot right now, both in terms of the work that they're doing, the work that they've done, and their their positioning in the card. It's almost all identical. They're both getting super high-quality, top-of-the-hour TV time on Monday Night Raw, and that is uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Yeah, I struggled with this when we were talking about this because it is... Monday Night Rollins and the KO show all in one. And they're always top of the hour every time they they come out. Exactly. And the fans are over. WWE creatives clearly hot on both of these guys. And it is one of those ones where Rollins is actually coming to the end of his contract. And KO has just signed a new contract. So... A title run for both of these guys is imminent. Clearly imminent. They are able to carry a storyline by themselves. And we've seen that coming into Mania. Both incredible in the ring. As much... 
KO being a big guy too. Like his performances in the ring are quite arguably five star matches. Legendary. I don't know where to put them. I don't know how this works, Santi, but these two arguably could team up and dethrone Roman. We had that little hint of a storyline last year where like Rollins would go for the title and KO would be the number one contender if Rollins won. We had that storyline. I'm okay with building that storyline again because I thought that was great creative and go either way or have like a run in or whatever. But I just think these two are deserving to X world champions and great world champions in themselves. Um, I, I just, I just think this is, it's smart booking because yes, Roman is in quote God mode right now, but these are the only two with the personas of that narcissistic heel, even though Roman is heel, these guys, I believe, can go darker as heels. So like you mentioned about Roman kind of going to that heel face persona, these two can go a hell of a lot darker and a lot grittier than Roman could ever do. And like we've always said, a heel is a better champion, right? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. And yeah, in terms of um, likelihood uh, of, here's the thing. I keep saying like, oh, like this person's on Raw, this person's on SmackDown. We're gonna eventually, if if this continues where um, Roman Reigns is the only champion in the company, he's gonna have to float between shows. So that might not even matter. It might it might not even matter that these guys are on Raw and that Roman is on SmackDown, right? Because we're we're gonna have to have a floating champion raw can't operate without a champion it just doesn't make sense usa network will never let that happen um and the fact that you know we 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 spoke about bobby lashley being placed as the top babyface of monday night raw uh that doesn't mean that he's the top superstar on monday night raw we are talking about the top two superstars on monday night raw right now seth rollins and kevin owens if we look at like i said tv time quality of tv time that they're getting they're always at the top of the hour kevin owens can do no wrong you can put him with the legend of stone cold steve austin to ezekiel and everything he does is over all right everything he does makes money seth rollins pretty much word for word just take what i said with uh and just change the name kevin owens to seth rollins yeah he's working with a big name right now in in cody rhodes but he could be working with our truth and it would be over all right yes these are guys that not to diminish our truth because our truth is a legend let me change it he could be working with reggie in the 24 7 championship and seth rollins would get it over that's just the nature of these uh that these are just the type of guys that we're talking about. Two guys who are at the top of their game, who arguably you could call them they're in some sort of demi-god mode because they are really up there in terms of the echelon of professional wrestling. Number two. Steve, you want to take this one? Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Before we go into that, well, fuck it. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has come in. He's white hot. It was rumored for months that he was coming back. He's literally getting just by all means the pyro budget. Yeah, he took all of Bobby Lashley's pyro. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I died, Santi. I was howling, laughing when I saw that. But they are really investing in Cody Rhodes right now. Um Cody as a powerhouse, he's doing great work against Seth. He's doing great ro uh, work against KO. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what the outcome for WrestleMania backlash is for this match because I do see a KO running with this. Even though KO is running with Ezekiel and this and it's whole, gold, it's oh gold. I'm not taking that away from. Elias or Ezekiel or whatever well, you want to call Elias. him. That is Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. Okay, let's. I don't want to get sued for defamation of character here. Okay, Steve, let's keep it right. Okay, but for with Ezekiel, but I still see a potential for 
KO to have something in this match. So Cody is what you like to say white hot coming back in. There has been the little hints of it, but with it being Cody, we haven't seen Cody on SmackDown yet. Right? Roman has only traveled over to Raw. So if they want to build this to, say, SummerSlam, they really need to start doing this in the next two weeks. You know, like, we're getting... Like, you know how they say the road to WrestleMania starts in January. The road to SummerSlam really starts right after WrestleMania Backlash or the pay-per-view after Mania or going into Hell in a Cell. I don't know why they've moved uh, Money in the Bank this year, which is confusing because Money in the Bank's normally, what? The yeah, it's usually right after WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, so it's not now. So what I'm saying is, like, if they're trying to build something and build something, it needs to start, like, in the next two to three weeks. And we're not seeing it. There's not even a whisper of it. So, Cody, I, I, I like it. I have him up there before because of what they're billing him as, but it's still hard for me. Yeah. But no, and and, and I, I and I feel you. I think weirdly enough, out of the two of us, you are the most over on Cody, even though you're not that over on Cody to begin with. I still confused as to the hype. And love for Cody Rhodes. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not there yet. Maybe I will be, but I'm just not there. We have agreed to put him on number two because it makes sense. The way that they're booking him, it makes sense. It also makes sense, uh, business sense, because they can use Cody Rhodes as the blueprint of how we would treat talent coming over from AEW if WWE were ever wanting to poach the likes of MJF, Wardlow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they need that good blueprint. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes can be that blueprint. Now, yeah. with, with that being said, I just don't buy Cody Rhodes as being the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. Why am I supposed to believe this? Because he's the son of Dusty Rhodes and he says he's going to do this for Dusty? I, I, that's Shit not, promo, a, by the way, Shit promo. I, that just, I, I, that's not a good enough reason for me to get behind someone. The, you're asking me to get behind somebody because he is related to somebody else. That doesn't work for me. Again, I might just be, com- I, I somehow am in the minority and I am. I just think that I'm right that Cody Rhodes is not the guy that people seem to think that he is, but we I have him up here because it makes sense, similarly to how we put Goldberg. I don't want it to happen. Just like I don't want Goldberg. I don't want Cody Rhodes, but I would be a poor, poor wrestling podcaster if I didn't acknowledge that Cody Rhodes is one of the biggest threats to Roman Reigns' title. All right, so Santi, before we get into number one, let's talk about a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah. And I've I've thrown one extra one. I, I know we made our list, but I've thrown an extra one on top of that. And I'm just going to throw it out to start. Sure. We've mentioned him once. The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Nothing has been said. Nothing on the IWC Nothing from Mr. Seltzer. I won't acknowledge him, but Mr. Seltzer. uh, Wrestling news, anything. The Fiend is like the biggest dark horse right now. Because I do believe WWE knows they made a mistake with that release. When every single wrestling podcast, and I'm talking not us, not the little guys that is fan run, but I'm talking like true wrestling podcasts eric bischoff bully ray tony Schiavone are all talking about the fiend still being something in professional wrestling that says something that wwe can't ignore so i'm saying to you right now honorable mention in the next year we see the fiend back what do you think 
I think we do see the Fiend back in, in WWE. I've said this before. I don't think that character works anywhere except WWE for WWE's ability to create the cinematic feel of the Fiend. That being said, I actually would hope that WWE learned their lesson and acknowledge and understands that the that the fiend does not need a title. He doesn't. He doesn't. Agreed. He just doesn't. Agreed. Um he is a he is a tele he is an eyeball magnet. People are going He's to a figurehead. Yes, and he does not need the title. Um I would love to see the fiend back. I just don't think that he needs to be in the title picture is all. Um I'll toss out the next um Honorable mention here. Let's run through these a little bit quicker. Um, we've got Shinsuke Nakamura, who was weirdly the person, the first person to confront Roman Reigns face to face out of the uh, right after uh, WrestleMania. Uh, I think you and I are both in agreement that that was uh, a red herring. I don't think that's going to amount to anything. Range of segment of yeah, ever and seen. if it is anything, it'll be a one-off title uh, defense like they did with a Cesaro. Would that match be good? Fuck yeah. I'd like to see it. I just don't think that we need to put the title on Shinsuke. And I don't think that this needs to be on a major pay-per-view. But if you're telling me that you're going to give me Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Big Balls of Fire, I'm in. Why the hell not? That sounds like a super awesome main event. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take the next one. And I'm going to pull from NXT. We're going to go with Braun Breaker. Um, He's white hot. He's white hot. He's he's as white hot as well. Like I said, I listen to we listen to all the podcasts. We listen to Bischoff, Bully Ray. They're all talking about Braun Breaker right now. He's 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 a physical specimen. He's what we like to say is uh, Vince's uh, go big slab of meat. Big slab of meat. You know what? If you're gonna give me, I don't know what's uh, if you're gonna give me a hell in a cell or you're going to give me a you know random bullshit pay-per-view where you're going to say braun breakers got an opportunity to, to go for the world title give me it sure that's gonna Why be not? two big pieces of meat fucking going for like nine minutes and let's go i'm good with that hey you know what what do you what's the best thing to do with big slabs of meat to slap them who's the best slapper right now in wwe that is gunta aka walter and you know the more that we talked the more i wanted to put gunter on this list because he is being booked a la Ryback, protected as all hell. And yep. I love it. I love the potential of Imperium versus the Bloodline. If they ever actually allow Imperium to be fully Imperium, um, Gunter needs to be acknowledged. God damn it. I can't think of a better word than acknowledge. We. Everybody listening to the podcast, go back from the start and find out how many times we say acknowledge. Put it in All the right, comments. Let's move on from Gunter. I think that Gunter uh, needs to be recognized. There we go. Better word. Recognized as a potential threat to, to Roman Reigns. And uh, last but not least, we're recording this on 420. So it's a little bit appropriate. Steve, who do we have as our final honorable mention? We got a boy riddle. Now, you just went to talking about booking. With Walter, I will never Gunta. call him. I will never call him Gunta. Gunta, anyway, you went about booking. Let's talk about booking for Riddle right now. There is a big potential swerve about four weeks out of a heel turn that everyone's asking for because we know Randy. But is the heel turn going to be Randy again that we've seen a thousand times? Like we've seen with Randy and Sasha Banks always turning on their tag partners. I'm calling Riddle on this and a potential Riddle run. The guy has it. He's got everything for a main card build pay-per-view I'm okay with this. Can I tell you what I think is going to happen in terms of heel turns? What? I don't think that Riddle turns on Randy or that Randy turns on Riddle. I think they both turn heel. I think that Randy is so in love with working with Riddle that he's going to continue working with Riddle 
in a heel on a heel tag team that could lead to perhaps Randy mentoring Riddle or something along the lines of that. I just don't think these two break up, but I do think that they go heel. I'm okay with that. I I am complete. The thing is, the only the the hardest part, and WWE has found this when they have guys that are so hot like Randy and Riddle are, and they try and switch them to heel. The crowd's not going to go for it. Mm-hmm. It they, they are going to get cheered left, right, and center because they are doing such good heel work, and that that is the new professional wrestling crowd that they understand good fantastic work but let's get to our numero uno the uh the king of the proverbial mountain that we believe is going to be the one to dethrone our tribal chief the leader of one of the greatest i will say bloodlines in professional wrestling history vacant Vacant is our number one. Roman Reigns is going to get injured and Vacant is going to come in, cash in his Vacant in the Bank briefcase and Vacant will be our next. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, who, who do we have? Okay, I'll have, go for it. Yeah, take it, take it, take it, take it. No, 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 no. Fine, I will take it. We are talking about Steve, the jabroni beaten, pie eaten, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, stronger than a bear, faster than a buck, the biggest thing to hit Canada because the Toronto Maple Leafs suck. We are talking about Dwayne <laughs> The Rock Johnson, baby. Dude, I, as, as a, here's the thing, the culmination of WrestleMania this year, we basically lost the Attitude Era. We lost Triple H, we lost steve austin we lost vince mcmahon and we lost the undertaker they are done that was what this was built around we only have Dwayne left and billing a storyline of him coming in and saying you want to be acknowledged i'm the multi-billion dollar hollywood rock star i put the food on the table for this family and if they bill it like that, it's money. It's L.A. It's The Rock. And if he, you said it earlier, he doesn't need the title to make this a pay-per-view, a WrestleMania main event. But if Roman is still holding that title at Mania, this is a easy eight-month bill to something that we have never seen. Yeah, I believe that The Rock is the easy number one choice. The only reason I might knock him down a few pegs is because I still think that it there is a strong likelihood somewhere down the line that they take the title off of Roman so that this is not a match for the title. So that this becomes a match for the bloodline, right? If you have the title in the picture, the concept of who is the real tribal chief is second fiddle to the title. If you have the title in there, if you take the title out with some sort of shenanigans caused by the rock, then you can really have that fight for the bloodline, um, which again does not need a title. That is the only reason why I might not consider the rock to be the biggest threat primarily because I could see somebody else taking the title before any of this happens. Um, but I think you and I are both in agreement that The Rock should be the lock-in for the main event against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Whether that's for the title or not, up for grabs, up to to your ter- interpretation of what you would want to see. Uh, but that's got to be the lock-in, right? The the way that the the, the bloodline storyline is going, the the fact that this is in The Rock's backyard of Los Angeles. Two plus two equals four sometimes, Steve. Sometimes we just don't need sometimes. to overthink it. Sometimes Sometimes, we just don't need to overthink it. And I want to add one more thing into this. If you think about actual, like, heritage, right? The high chief, Peter of Maivia, is the Rock's grandfather. The tribal chief, you then look at who takes over after the chief passes, right? Technically... The Rock is the tribal current chief. Is he not? Am I wrong? 
terms of in, uh, her- hereditary rights, sure. Hereditary rights. The Rock is the tribal chief, so Roman is walking around with a fake proverbial title, not the two titles he's holding. But he's walking around with a fake proverbial title. So if they want to book this, and you know me with creative, it's a great way to start. Absolutely. I still think that we need to consider vacant. But Steve, where can people find you? Guys, twitch.tv slash Mr. Tesh. And obviously over on the TikTok at Straight Shoot. You guys have been wild over the last couple of weeks. And it's absolutely phenomenal. We are still running the uh, Straight Shoot Twitter. uh, uh, Twitter slash Straight Shoot PC. If you have to ask me what PC stands for, I'm not telling you. Anyway, Santi, what about you? Uh, you can find me over on twitch.tv slash Santi's app and, of course, over on the Straight Shoot page. Um, you know what? For a podcast that we didn't plan out very well, I think that went pretty well, Steve. I'd say, I would say so myself to toot our own horn a little bit here. That was a lot of fun. And, guys, just a final heads up. We are finally going to audio. Um, Santi has been working extremely hard. Um, you should expect it within the next week um of getting audio up and we have a quick little surprise at the end of this um santi is going off to columbia in a couple of weeks so we aren't too sure if he's going to be able to do the podcast for a couple of weeks so we have some surprise guests coming up through all of may uh, to join myself to help uh, keep the podcast going. So those announcements will be coming. But Santi, uh, you got anything to add on to that? I just hope I come back alive. You never know in Colombia. You just never know. All right, folks, thank you very much for watching. Take care. Be good people. And we'll see you next week in some capacity. Cheers.